0: Welcome. We are so glad you have joined us today. Are you ready for another Basar Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. And it just moves me every time I read this story or see it acted out. How amazing was this? They hadn't seen miracles for hundreds of years. Can you imagine that? Hundreds of years. And uh the story is told in Mark 2, and I'll just read a little bit more of the background. Verse 1, several days later Jesus returned to Capernaum and the the news quickly spread that he was back in town. Soon there were so many people crowded inside the house to hear from him that there was no more room, even outside the door. While Jesus was preaching the word of God, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man. And When they realized that they couldn't get near him because of the crowd, they went up on top of the house and tore away the roof above Jesus' head. Imagine if you were the owner of the house. Would have been excited to have Jesus preaching, but didn't realize the house was going to get wrecked in the process. And when they had broken through, they lowered the paralyzed man on a stretcher right down in the middle of him, in front of him. When Jesus saw the extent of their faith, now that could have been the faith of the four people, or it could have been the faith of the five people, the paralyzed man and the other four. We don't know. My son, your sins are now forgiven. This offended some of the religious scholars who were present and they reasoned among themselves, who does he think he is to speak this way? This is blasphemy for sure. Only God himself can forgive sins. Jesus supernaturally perceived their thoughts and said to them, why are you being so skeptical? Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are now forgiven or stand up and walk. But but to convince you that the Son of Man has been given authority to forgive sins, I say to this man, stand up, pick up your stretcher and walk home. Immediately the man was healed and sprang to his feet in front of everyone and left for home. When the crowd witnessed this miracle, they were awestruck. They shouted praises to God and said, we've never seen anything like this before. Wow, how beautiful is that? The story is also told in Matthew and Luke and in the beginning of Luke's version of the story in Luke 5:17. Remember the disciples were there. It says Jesus was teaching and it says and the power of the Lord God surged through him to instantly heal the sick. Wow, that was the atmosphere that was there. And so there was probably many other people that were being healed and then they arrived and lowered him through the roof. And I thought, wow, Lord, how powerful is that? And what an amazing true story. Of faith, of compassion, of authority, and a transformed life, healed and forgiven. Wow. I love putting myself in the Bible stories. How awesome would it have been to be some of the disciples sitting in the front row? What about the people out the back of the crowd only hearing some of the words, and then there's cheering and shouting. next minute the guy they saw carried in walks out. Can you imagine what it was like to be in that crowd. And uh, Jesus' authority came out of his relationship with the Heavenly Father and with the Holy Spirit who had appointed him to forgive sins, to come and be the saviour of the world. And I just want to share for a few minutes today that God has given you and I that authority to bring healing and salvation. We can't forgive sins, only Jesus can, but we can come and share the message with authority and with faith. And uh, it's interesting to note that there were four people carrying the stretcher. And thank God they didn't give up when they got there. wonder how far they'd walked. Could have been kilometres. Would have been tired. Oh, no, we can't get in. And someone says, well, let's go up on the roof. Let's see if we can get through the roof. And so they would to carry him up the stairs. What if one of the guys halfway along said, oh, this is too hard. This is, this is, this is pointless and gave up. The others would have had to carry extra load. And so I want to say whether you're on the front of the stretcher or the back of the stretcher, whether you're a leader, a team member or someone in the background that no one notices, every part is important. Don't let the devil lie to you and say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody and I don't really fit in. I want to remind you today that we all have our part to play. Some are praying, Jesus is preaching and you've got the others carrying and, and the, the crowd cheering and, and everyone, everyone's got their place. So no matter what season you're in in life, I want to encourage you, fulfill it, whatever God's given you to do. And we have that authority out of relationship with the Holy Spirit. And uh, Ephesians 1.17 reminds us of who Jesus is and that authority he's passed to us. I pray, verse 17, that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation To know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. This Christian life is not just a few doing a few laws and spiritual activities and coming to church and reading the Bible and praying. This is a transformed life that brings overflow to us and transforms other people. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. Wow, how awesome is that? This is the mighty power of, That was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honour and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that's ever praised. Not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ. So when we see darkness around, don't let fear grip your heart. Yes, there is great need. We have to address it. But I want to encourage you. Have you got a perspective from heaven or from earth? When you look from heaven, Jesus is still in charge across the world. He's not up there wringing his hands saying, oh, what are we going to do now? COVID-19, how are we going to sort this one out? God is greater and he's causing and drawing the church and believers to arise to exercise our place of leadership and light and influence for the kingdom of God. And it says, and it's given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, are his body on the earth and that which fills him who has been filled by him. It So as his church, we've been released to share his love, compassion, hope, authority and healing and breakthrough across our city and our community. And let me tell you, God's shaking the churches and he's causing us to arise. He's giving us a sense of, we're moving out of a comfortable religious place into a place of life and miraculous and breakthrough. And I believe God's calling all of us to step up And not to settle back. But he's given all of you a a mission, a mandate, a purpose in life. And he wants us to discover that. And together, as a church, we reveal his kingdom power. Another In Ephesians 2, it says, The manifold wisdom of God is revealed through the church. It's a mystery. Look around. All different people of ages, backgrounds, coming together for an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. This is incredible how it's Jesus that brings us together for purpose. Oral Roberts, that great evangelist said, when you see the invisible, you can do the impossible. When you see by faith that a person can be healed or saved, you'll start to see the impossible start to happen. But if you don't believe it's going to happen, you're just going to go along and in survival mode instead of thriving mode. And I believe God's awakening us to see in the spirit. When we read the scripture, say, God, you did it then, let's do it again like we sang today. Do it again, Lord, do it again, Lord. And the word me. one of the means of the word me is to do it again. So when you share your story, you're releasing faith that God can do what He's done in your life in someone else's life. That's why sharing your story is so, so powerful. I want to encourage you, let's release that. Three quick things on authority. Number one, Jesus has all authority. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen says, Jesus came up and said to them, All authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, help the people to learn of me, believe in me and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. Jesus has all authority. When you're connected with him, guess what? You are connected with the one who has all authority in heaven and on earth. Matthew 7 28. When Jesus had finished these sayings, the Sermon on the Mount, the crowds were astonished and overwhelmed with bewildered wonder at his teaching. For he was teaching as one who had and was authority and not as did the scribes. So when Jesus spoke, it came with authority. And because the Holy Spirit lives in you, you can speak with confidence and authority. It's not hoping, well, maybe God can do something. Hey, speak with confidence. God is able to change your life. I believe that God can turn these things around in your family. I believe that if we obey and walk in God's ways, we will see his breakthroughs. You've got to speak with confidence and authority, not so maybe it might happen. We've got that same confidence and authority that Jesus had because the same Holy Spirit that filled him fills you and I. And God wants us not to be apologetic and maybe let's lead with confidence and authority. Let's speak it and pray it with boldness, not just wandering along in the journey of life. Colossians 2.9 says, For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. There it is, over and over. So when you pray, you've got confidence that you're praying to the God that rules and reigns. So number one, Jesus had all authority. Number two, he has imparted authority to us. Luke 9, 1 and 2, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons, to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Wow, there's a mandate there. These guys were loving following Jesus because he was doing all the work. And surprise, surprise, one day they got up and said, oh, I wonder what's going to happen today. What, what story is Jesus going to tell And Jesus had a big surprise for him around the campfire at breakfast. He says, oh, by the way, guys, today everything changes. You're going out now and you're going to go and heal the sick and you're going to preach the good news and you're going to drive out evil spirits. And they're all saying, Peter, was this your idea? What have you been doing? And everything changed from that day on. So they sort of, he gave them some directions and they had some fear and trepidation. He sent them out. We're not sure if they were out for days, weeks, how long they were. And Jesus sent them ahead of where he was going to go to prepare the way. And you can imagine, first time they pray for the sick and, and they preach the gospel, someone starts to manifest evil spirits, they think, well, this is how Jesus did it. Let's have a go. And walk in the Christian life is sometimes like God wants to throw you into. Leading someone to Jesus, I remember the first time I led someone to Jesus. I think, did I do it right? But you just step out. First time I prayed for someone, an evil spirit left him. I thought, wow, did, did I do it right? But you just be led by the Spirit. Walk as a team. Be teachable, and God wants to use us more and more and more. It's time for everyone to step up, and not just a few. God says, "Come on, the body's got to be mobilized." If we were all out there praying for the sick people we saw and sharing Jesus, this city would be changed within a few years. But for whatever reason, the enemy lies to us and we saw thought, oh, we can't do it. That's just for the evangelists. Hey, all of us have a place of influence. We have the authority because it says God has given that authority and power to us. There's a slight difference between power and authority. The simple way to explain it, and I've shared this before, but it's a good illustration, the power... It's like a policeman, he's got his taser gun, the taser, the gun, other things. His authority comes because he's got the uniform, the badge, and it's authorised by the government to uphold the law for safety and security. So authority has to be internal and external. If you don't have it internally, you'll exercise it wrongly externally. And sadly we see that often happen with people in leadership roles. They don't understand internally what authority means and so they exercise their role or title in an unhealthy way. God says, come on, grow in Christ and learn who you are. The authority of the believer to be an overcomer, to walk in freedom, to not only get free but to live in freedom. And that's the journey God's got us on. And God wants us to have that authority in our hearts. He wants us to... uh, to know who we are in Jesus and who Jesus is in you, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to have confidence and boldness. We need to have humility, but we've got to have confidence and boldness. You say, that's not my personality. I've seen the quietest people, when they start praying, mate, they shake heaven and earth and think, wow, what happened to you? They're just a little quiet person on the side, but when they get praying, wow, this authority and boldness comes out of them. So it's not about personality, it's about who you are in Jesus Christ. Some people are sort of a bit shy and intimidated, but when, when the works of darkness show up, they just go for it and say, hey, Jesus' name, we're not going to put up with this anymore. And God wants us not personality, but authority and confidence and boldness in side of you because you've got internal authority because God has given it to us as the body of Christ to be exercised with love. So he wants us to grow in authority, to pray with authority, to speak with authority, to carry authority in your spirit, to lead with authority and love. I believe God wants to stir us up, to grow in confidence. Ephesians 2.6 says he raises up with Christ, the exalted one, and we are he, we ascended with Him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm, for we are now co-seated as one with Christ. When you're seated with Christ, you look at life from heaven perspective, God's perspective, not just earth perspective, and everything changes. When you're looking from there, fear won't rule you. When you're looking from there, lack won't control you, because you're with Christ, the source of all life and provision. And your perspective changes when we are positioned in our spiritual walk and relationship co-seated with Christ. And we need to be reminded of this every day. We need to be reminded over and over again that that's how we live. Not in a condescending way, but in a place of resource, of confident authority, so then we can bring life and hope to our families and our community. That's how God wants us to live. We live in a place of freedom and authority in Jesus over sin, Darkness, shame, fear, and so many other things. If you watch a school teacher or a parent or a boss or a leader who has authority in their life, they don't control people and situation with intimidation or fear, but they just exercise confidence and strength of character. And a teacher walks in the room, the class can be in chaos, and within 10 seconds they've got authority and leadership. Why? Because they've got it in here. And they know how to release it with confidence. And spiritually, we cannot be intimidated. That's why I preached last week God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And we need to live with that in our lives. If you've been lived an intimidated, broken life, the Spirit of God's quickly raising you up to learn to live in freedom and confidence. So it comes out by your words and your confession. The Spirit of God is there helping us. And this confidence and strength of carry comes out of a relationship of trust, credibility, words, attitudes and actions that communicate authority and in leadership influence. Use the authority you have with wisdom and love and God will often trust you with more authority. How come, how come they seem to get favour and keep on growing in leadership in their business or workplace? Sometimes it's talents or skills, but other times it's because they've used the authority and opportunities God's given them and then He will release them with more. Marilyn and I, that's how we've ended up as pastoring churches. We didn't go chasing it. We just love people and love God and, he, and we just kept saying yes to the Holy Spirit and He keeps giving us more and more leadership and responsibility And he gives you the courage and capacity to do it. And the Spirit of God will equip us in our places of influence. But remember, more authority means more opportunities and more responsibility. That's why some people don't want to do it. And thirdly, to have authority, you need to be under authority. This really trips up some people. Oh, God's called me. We're going for it. But they're independent, lawless and won't be teachable and submit to other authority. Let me tell you, if you've got that attitude, you'll always mess up and you'll mess other people up. Romans 13, 1 and 2. Every person must submit to and support the authorities over him. For there can be no authority in the universe except by God's appointment, which means that every authority that exists has been instituted by God. So to resist authority is to resist the divine order of God which results in severe consequences. God exalts the humble... Roman James four ten says so submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. You say, Well I tried that, didn't work. Sometimes you just gotta keep on tapping away and stepping up until you start to believe the words that are actually coming out of your mouth. You'll start to believe the prayers that you're actually praying. You'll start to believe that when you reach out in compassion, love, something's shifting in the atmosphere. When you start to praise God, it's not just to feel good, but something's changing over your household or your family. And the Spirit of God is stirring us to arise, to live in the overflow of His authority and His kingdom. Hebrews 13, 17 says, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. You found when you just try and do it your own way, you always just keep running into brick walls. Some of them have got flattened noses because we just keep running into brick walls. We're very slow to learn the lesson sometimes. I want it my way. Well, how about we say, God, I want your way through me and see the change that happens. And sometimes there's trust and fear issues. Sometimes we've been ripped off by leaders who have done it wrong. So like, I can't trust anyone anymore. When you come to Christ, you start to trust Him. And He will then give you wisdom how to have healthy boundaries and start to trust appropriately as God wants you to. And the Spirit of God helps us. Romans 8.37 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. Not just conquerors. More than conquerors. And gain an overwhelming victory through Him who loved us. So much that he died for us. For I am convinced and continue to be convinced. I love the Apostle Paul. He just laid it out there. I'm convinced that continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present and threatening nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other creature created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow, wow. Come on down, worship team. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. We love being conquerors, but if you're a conqueror, you've got to mean you have something to conquer. So God, remove this mountain. He says, no, I want you to conquer it. Remove this difficulty. No, I want you to conquer it. I'd I'd love to have a victorious life, but to have victory, you've got to have something to be victorious about. So the very things that can cause sp- the tra- pressure can be the things that cause you to be a conqueror. So now, listen to this verse, verse 58. So now, beloved ones, stand firm and secure. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. I'll read that again. So now, live your lives with an unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. So today, I want to encourage you that authority that we saw Jesus heal the lame man, he's given that to us as well. The authority to share the good news that Jesus can forgive sin, it's ours. And God's calling all of us to step up and live unshakable lives of confidence. Live with the authority. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Base our Christian Church.